0: Hey, everybody, welcome or welcome back to the Fuel Church Podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us today. We want to thank all of you that give generously to this ministry. It's because of your giving that this ministry is possible. To give, you can visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspires you to take your next step in your faith journey. Enjoy.
1: something else you're searching for cause I'm falling and all the good times I find myself longing for change and in the bad times I fear myself you tired trying to feel that voice? Or do you need more? Ain't it hard keeping it so hardcore? I'm falling. In all the good times I find myself longing for. In the bad times I fear
0: They asked me to sing that part, but I declined. <laughs> Pastor, we want you to. I said, no, I can't do it all. You know what I mean? But I do make a joyful noise. Don't laugh at me, Ty. The Bible says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Amen? Um, the words to this song say it all, don't they? I mean, they really do. Aren't you tired of trying to fill that void? Are you happy in this modern world, or do you need something more? Is there something else? you're searching for. Today, I want to talk to you about the subject of addiction. Addiction. How many in here know someone whose life has been wrecked by addiction? A friend, a family member, a coworker, a neighbor. Actually, all of us, to some degree, have been addicts because addiction comes in all different forms, doesn't it? Most would assume it's just things like drugs, meth, and pills, and alcohol, gambling. But there's addictions such as anger, and pride, and fear. Some of us are addicted to our past hurts. We just can't seem to let go. Others are addicted to their phone. And some people, like my wife, are addicted to shopping, I got you to laugh, sir. You've been mean-mugging me all service. I got you to laugh. And then we got the young people. They're addicted to something called selfies. They're addicted to their self. Addiction comes in all forms. And so if you're sitting out there saying, man, I'm going to check out on this message because I'm good. I don't smoke anything. I don't drink anything. I need you to stay with me today because we all have struggles. We all have things that the enemy tries to get us hooked on. Our, our definition for today is this on addiction. Anything that I do that I don't want to do, but I won't stop doing. Did you hear this? It's, it's on the screens. Anything, anything that I do that I, I don't want to do it. Come on now. I, I don't want to do it, but I won't stop doing it. So that means I have a choice whether to stop doing it or not. Amen. Second Corinthians 10.5. Let's go to Paul's writings to the church of Corinth. And he says this. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish what? Strongholds. 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 We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. I want to look at a few words from Paul's writing um, that we can glean from today for our topic. Number one is the word arguments. Some will say arguments and then number two pretensions. Some will say pretensions Isn't it like that the enemy always will argue with you and tell you you need that in your life? Like you can't survive without that? Like you can't live without that? Then pretensions, he comes pretending. Someone say pretending. Pretending that this will fill the void. Nothing else will. No one else will. This will fill the void. This will satisfy. This will bring you true joy. This will numb your pain. Hmm? And then the last word that I wanna focus on today is strongholds. Someone say strongholds. Strongholds, that's the part of your life that won't let go. You know what it is. I know what it is for me. The part of your life that won't let go, it's, it's, it's that addiction, it's that vice, it's that trap that you keep falling into. Strongholds. Strongholds. In the Greek, that word strongholds it's translated, a prisoner locked by deception. A prisoner locked by deception. Paul is talking about addictions in the Bible. Actually, if you read the Bible, and you should, it's a pretty cool book. It'll change your life. If you read throughout it, the, this word stronghold is over 100 times mentioned. A prisoner locked by deception. We've been lied to. We've been lied to, and we've believed a lie to the point that we're living life by something that is not even true. It's not even true. And we're a prisoner, locked by deception. Locked by deception. What is addiction? It's anything. It's anything we, that I do that I don't want to do, but I won't stop doing. And, and we all have something in our lives, and And for the person who says, I don't have anything, let me tell you what yours is, pride. (laughs) Hey, we like to laugh in this church. We like to smile. Some of you are mean mugging me like crazy today. It's all right. It may be your first time at church in a long time. We want you to know this church was created actually for people who hate church. This This church was created for people who don't like church. It really was. And there's only one rule at this church, no perfect people allowed. So so, if you got it all together, you won't like this church. But if you're jacked up like the man with the microphone strapped to his ear, then you will love this church. Because I have my issues. Do you have yours? Yes. Hmm. We, we all have something. If we were to be honest, if we were to all put our junk on the jumbotrons, it would be scary. You would be hiding under your chair. I'd be hiding under this or the keyboard if all my stuff went up there. We all have something, you're, you could be addicted to anger. Anger could be your thing and that's your stronghold and you, you, you think I need my anger to get things done and if I raise my voice, they'll listen. If I don't, they won't. Hmm? Nobody will do anything around here unless I raise my voice and get angry with them. It, for some, it could be control control. Like I must be in control over every situation and I'm just not going to end up getting hurt anymore. So, so I I can't let this go or I can't let anyone in and I have to control the relationship and I have to control things in life. I'm I'm here to tell you if 2020 taught us anything, we are not in control. Hmm? We are not in control for others. It could be the stronghold is materialism. We think stuff is going to bring us true joy. If I can get more stuff, if I can just keep up with the Joneses, then then I'll be good because money means security and security means happiness. So I've got to have more of my stuff. Hmm? For others, this is big right now. Some people have a stronghold of fear. Fear. Fear actually paralyzes you. Fear, the acronym is false evidence appearing real. You think it's real. But it's false. You're a prisoner locked by deception. So therefore, some people haven't even left their houses in this moment. And it's not because they're immune compromised, and we encourage you to stay home if that is the case. But other people are paralyzed by fear because of what they're listening to and what they're watching. Listen, in this season, church, listen, in this season, if you are engaging and listening to and watching more of the mainstream media than you are God's word, your fear is self inflicted. I could drop the mic right there if I had it in my hand and say, I'm done. Because some of you just needed that right there. You need to turn off the news. That's your word today. For others, it's the stronghold of this thing right here called the phone. You ever got lost in this, and 30 minutes later, you don't even know what you looked at, like me? You ever been on social media, and you're like, I don't even know what i just seen, but that just wasted 30 minutes of my time? You ever watched a TV show and didn't even know what you were watching? And some of us think, all I need is a screen. I just need a screen. Uh, I need a screen, and this helps me escape from your reality. For others, a stronghold could be overeating. If I, if, if I could just eat more, then I'll find comfort. And food will be a better friend to me than others. For others, this skepticism. is a stronghold. Everybody's out to get me. Don't trust anybody. You've been hurt. You've been hurt. Therefore, you don't trust anybody else. You don't allow other people into your life. And if I didn't mention your stronghold, here's all of our strongholds. Are you ready for it? Escapism. Escapism. I'll do whatever it takes to kill the pain. I'll do whatever it takes to numb the pain. I'll do, I'll, 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 I'll do whatever when, when life upsets me, when, when it doesn't go the way I planned it to go, when I don't have enough of this or that, um, when I don't want to deal with it or I don't want to deal with them, I'll escape with fill in the blank. For some it's a bottle, some it's a pill, some it's a relationship, for others it's uh, 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 binge watching, for some it's spending, some it's sports, some it's work. I'll just immerse myself in my job so I don't have to face reality. Am I talking to anybody today besides myself? Because there's about two or three things on that list that right here this man has dealt with and... A few that I'm still dealing with. Can I be honest? Can I be honest here? Because that's the only way I know how to be. Addiction, it's anything that I continue to do that I don't want to do. I don't want to do it. I don't want it. Paul said, Paul said there's this tension between what 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 is right and what I should do, and what is wrong and, and what I end up doing. And I'm caught in the middle of this tension. I'm caught in the middle. Oh, oh, He said, oh, what a wretched man that I am. I don't, Paul said, I don't even like myself because I'm caught in the middle of it. I know what's right. And I know what's wrong, but I keep leaning to what's wrong. I'm caught in the middle of it. Many of us are caught in the middle of it. For some, it is a substance. For others, it's eternal hurt that you've never dealt with. And you've closed off that room in your heart and you won't allow anybody in. You won't allow anybody in. You've not dealt with the past hurts that are still plaguing you today. So for the remainder of our time, I want to expose the lies of addiction. I want to expose the lies of addiction. The only way to know the truth is to expose the lies. And the Bible says it is the truth that will set you free. I said the Bible says it is the truth that will set you free. Here's a few lies that addiction tells us. Number one is this. It has become a part of my identity. It has has become a part of my identity. It's it's who I am. It's who I am. I'm an addict. And some will have you say, I am a, and you fill in the blank. I want to tell you, if you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, your past is gone and the new life has become. You are not what you did. You are not the mistake you made. You have a story of redemption, but you are not an alcoholic. Quit confessing what you've been delivered from. Now, some may not agree with me on that, and that's okay. I'm lining up with what the Word of God says. I, I call those things that, that God says into my life. I speak the Word of God over My life. And we need to stop identifying with what we were because when we hold on to what we were, we still are connected to the past. And God has a new future for you, He has a bright future for you. And the Bible says that that you are God's and you are in His sight. You are not what you've done, you are His. Child, you are not the mistake you made. And God never sees you as you are. He sees you for what you can become. He sees the potential in you. He sees the greatness in you. He sees the best in you. So you just need to start siding with what God says over your life, not with what others say over your life. You're accepted. You're loved. You're in the family. You're God's. Daughter, you're God's son. You are valued, and if you have asked for forgiveness, you are forgiven. You're forgiven. So, so you can't allow it to be a part. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. That's your new identity. The old life is gone, and the new life has begun. So lie number one, it's become a part of my identity. Lie number two, I try to quit, but keep, keep failing. I'm a hopeless case. These are the lies. That addiction tells us. I I try to quit, but I keep failing. I'm a hopeless case. What you wrongly believe is that you will never change. And you've even said, I've tried God. I've tried church. I've tried confessing the word. I've tried all those things, pastor, and it's not working. And you feel as if there's no way out. Hmm? You feel hopeless. And when there is no hope, there comes The cousins of hopelessness, discouragement, oppression, depression, and suicide. But I need you to know today that there are no, no hopeless situations in Christ. I need you to know today that the Bible says he is the God of all hope who fills you with joy and peace as you trust in him. And as long as we serve a God who still raises the dead, you, you are never out of hope. God never runs out of hope. He's got a lifetime supply just for you. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare give up. Because he's the ultimate hope dealer. <laughs> I know we're the neighborhood hope dealers. That's what they call us, I guess. But God is the ultimate hope dealer. He does not run out. He's always on the corner supplying hope. <laughs> and someone said, I've gone too far. You don't know. You just don't know my story. And I've reached a point of no return. No, 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 no. God can do more in your life in the latter part and use your story in such a powerful way to reach others. Your life has just begun. Listen, if you're not dead, God's not done. If you got a pulse, he's still got a purpose for your life. You are not done. You are not a hopeless case. Don't you dare believe the lies that addiction tells you. Don't you dare give up. You may have one bad chapter, two bad chapters. Guess what? How many in here have had a perfect chapter your whole life? No hands are up. How many in here have ever had a bad chapter in your life? Raise your hand. How many have had two bad chapters like me? How many have had three bad chapters like me? Listen, there may be a few bad chapters, but God is not done writing the story of your life. Don't you dare throw in the towel. Don't you dare give up because God is gonna use your story for his glory. Mm. The rest of your life can be the best of your life, and I believe that today. The third lie that addiction brings is this. Any threat to my addiction becomes a threat to me. Hmm. And any threat to my addiction becomes a threat to me. And what we do is we become very defensive to the very people who love and care for us the most. The very people who are there. The very people we've burned time and time again. Very defensive people have approached you. Hey, I think you're having a little too much of this. Hey, I see some signs and I I wanna help you and we get defensive and we say it's not a problem and we say it doesn't have control over me and we say things like I can stop at any time and then we say things like you're always on me, you never trust me. We have every reason to not trust. Mm -hmm. And you'll never be free. You'll never be free. Until you say, "Maybe I am in too deep." Maybe maybe I am. You'll never be free until you put your pride under and say, "God, maybe I am in too deep. I need you. I I need. I need some help. Maybe I do have a problem." And then you begin to realize that the people around you—they're not against you; they're for you. They're your biggest cheerleaders. They're your biggest cheerleaders. And you thought they were your greatest enemy. They're your biggest cheerleaders. Most of all, God is for you. And if God be for you, who cares who's against you? And this church is for you. And other churches in this community are for you. And other recovery organizations are for you. You are not alone. The lies that addiction brings. The last one is this. I ease the pain by getting my next fix. I ease the pain by getting my next fix. But you don't. But you don't. I know. Seven years addicted to painkillers while being a pastor. Yeah, I said it. Yeah, I said it. Preaching on stages and addicted to painkillers because of two back surgeries. I thought the pill would ease the pain, but it didn't. It didn't. And when I got free, I then realized that God wanted to use the pain that I went through to help someone else, that my story mattered, and if I could get over myself and share it, that God would use my story to help someone else. And I I don't know what it is for you, I don't know what it is. Maybe it is a substance. Maybe it's anger. Maybe it's past hurts. Whatever it is. Until you deal with it, you'll never be done with it. I don't know if I'm talking to anybody today, but I don't know who this is for. But until you deal with it, I had to deal with it. I had to admit it. Hmm? And then I could be done with it. Then I could be done with it. Almost 15 years free from that addiction, by the way. To God be the glory. Addiction, anything I I do, I I, that I don't want to do, but I but I won't stop doing. Pastor, what's the answer? What's the answer? I want the answer. I know the lies. I know it. I'm I'm in an empty place. I'm in a dark place. What is the answer? What do I need to do? Romans 7 24 through 35. Look at this. Paul says, I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. You ever been there? I remember when I was there, actually. This girl in the front row remembers when I was there, wouldn't get out of bed, bound by depression. Because of the pain I was in, because of the narcotics I was on, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't answer this phone. I couldn't reply to text messages. I was in the darkest place of my life. I thought it was the end of my rope. I really did. Never dealt with depression, oppression, and thoughts of my life doesn't matter. Never dealt with that in my life until that moment. I was at the end of my rope. Paul goes on to say, Is there there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? And then the answer, thank God, is that Jesus Christ, (laughs) He can and He does. We do recover. We do recover. Not all of us are a statistic. We do recover. He acted. And he set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that every day? I'm not talking to anybody. Isn't that every day? I want to do what's right, but I'm pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. But Paul recognizes and tells us in his struggles, what the answer is, Jesus Christ is the answer. And he says it in Galatians 2, 5, 1, Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you again. No longer again will we allow the strongholds of the enemy to lie to us, to lock us up. Freedom is found in Jesus Christ. I said freedom is found in Jesus Christ. You got to realize that, that Jesus, watch this, Jesus is the great void filler. Jesus is the great, the song said, the song said, aren't you tired of trying to fill that void? Jesus is the great void filler. Jesus is the one that I depend on. The song said, are you happy in this modern world or do you need more? And Jesus is what I've been searching for. Is there something else you're searching for? The song said, Jesus is what I've been searching for. Jesus is who can fill that void. Jesus is the one that you can depend on when others fail you. When others walk out of your life, Jesus walks into your life. Jesus is the hope. He's the hope of the world. He's the hope that you've been searching for. He changed my life. He set me free from many things. And I know there's hundreds and thousands of stories out of this church that he's done the same for. And my Bible says that if he did it for one, he'll do it for you. Where are you at today? Where are you at with those strongholds? What stronghold has you locked up? What stronghold has you bound? Because today, you can find freedom in Jesus Christ. Can I pray for you? Would you bow your heads all over the auditorium? Lord, we thank you for every person here. Oh, God, you know their struggles. You know the strongholds that keep trying to revisit. Lord, but today you invite us You invite us in so that you can fill the void. You invite us in so that we can start depending on you. You invite us in, and as you invite us in, the search is over. We no longer have to search. We no longer have to hide. We no longer have to find fulfillment. We no longer have to find purpose in other things and other people but we can find fulfillment in you in you it's in you that we live it's in you that we move it's in you that we have our being it's it's in you and so we're grateful that you're a god of another chance oh god i'm grateful you gave me a lot of chances that i probably shouldn't even be standing on this stage there's someone who is better than me to stand on this stage but Someone more qualified than me and more perfect than me, God, but you chose me and you gave me a lot of chances. I know you gave all the people here today another chance and 10 chances and 100 chances. You're God of another chance and no matter where they're at today, I thank you, God, that they would receive, they would receive the God of another chance, that they would no longer, they would no longer return They would no longer return like a dog does to its vomit, to that sin, to that stronghold. But they would find the freedom found in you, Jesus. We acknowledge that it's found in you today. We acknowledge that you are the great chain breaker. We acknowledge that the truth of your word sets us free. And we can find freedom in a relationship with you. We can find strength to say no to the temptation that's coming tomorrow. We can find courage to walk out our God-given destiny in you. We thank you for it today. Now, while heads are bowed and eyes are closed, somebody here needs to make a decision to know God today. It's the first step in your spiritual journey is to have a relationship with the creator. (laughs) He made you. And he wants, he knows everything about you, but he wants you to know everything about him. Not just about his book, not just about coming to his house, but he wants you to know him personally. So we're gonna say a prayer in just a moment. And if you're here today and you say, Jacob, that's me, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life for the very first time. I've never surrendered my life to Christ, or for the majority here, you say, I'm here today, but I have, I have fallen away from Christ. I, I have done some things I shouldn't. I have veered off the path. But today, I want to rededicate my life today. I want to surrender once again today to Jesus. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, no one's looking around. But if you're here today, before we pray with you, this simple prayer, inviting Jesus into your life, would you just throw up that hand so I can see who you are and say, Jacob, that's me. And clue me in on this prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? Say, include me in on this prayer. Come on, hands are going up in every section. Yep, thank you, thank you. Throw it up and put it right down. Throw it up and put it right down. Thank you. In the very back, I see those hands. In the middle, I see those hands. Off to the side, over here, I see those hands. If you're thinking about it, if you're, th- if you're wondering, if you would t- die tonight, where would eternity be? Don't, have, don't wonder any longer. Don't wonder any longer. Raise that hand right now and make Jesus the Lord of your life. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. I see those hands, yep. Anyone else, before we pray, I wanna make sure you're good with God. I wanna make sure you're right with God today. This is a serious moment. Let's say this prayer with them, church. Come on, say, Jesus. Come on, say, Jesus, I invite you into my life as my personal Lord and Savior. Come live in me, and I will live for you. I believe you died upon the cross for my sins. Now I repent of those sins and I make you the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast with others. You could take a screenshot, post it on your social media, and tag us. If you ever have the opportunity, we'd love for you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings. For more information on our locations and service times, please visit us at thefuelchurch.com. We hope this message inspired you to take your next step in your faith journey. See you next week.